0: episode 64 of auto op topic I'm Andrew and I'm Brad hey we had a big bid no, we had a big weekend huh we bid that have a yep, big, yep, yes. yep, 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 yeah, yeah big weekend yeah absolutely it involved uh, traveling as far as we possibly could in the continental United States yep literally ocean to ocean yes took a little field trip to the west coast and uh, we'll get to that Are there any project car updates did you have any uh, I don't have any but I know that you might have one because I remember it specifically. Yeah, you were there with me. So I was <laughs> uh, with the WRX. I took you over um, to pick up your Saab from work. It needed to get back to your house, right? Because it's been sitting there for like three months. And uh, I was like, "Cool, I'll show you the new stage two on my Subaru." Right. And look at my vape. Look at how I modded it. Yes. <laughs> um. I almost want to buy you a vape for Christmas, just <laughs> as a joke. But they're expensive, so I won't. So we... I don't know. It it seemed to be kind of fine, I thought. I didn't really realize, because on the way home from work, I'm usually in traffic. I'm just puttering along. So I get on the highway and uh, give it the beans a little bit. And I'm like, hmm, it doesn't seem that fast. And meanwhile, I'm in the passenger seat going, wow, it feels really good, because... My aspect or my uh, sensation of speed has been severely slowed down by driving old Colts. The, uh, definitely I was in fifth gear. The fifth gear passing power seemed off. I was like, weird. Yeah. Well, I feel all the power was way off given what we found out happened. Yeah. I'm looking at the mechanical boost gauge. It would just go to zero. Yep. And I was like, hmm. That's weird. It so full we, vacuum. Yeah. So it didn't have a boost leak. And it would go back to zero. So we knew it wasn't leaking. Yeah. And there's no warning lights or anything. So it's like darn. Uh, so then, sure enough, we get to your work, and while we're jump starting your Saab, I've got the hood up. Mm-hmm. I just happened to check out the because when I did the exhaust, the I couldn't put the heat shield back on because the bracket was all rusted, and I got to get a new one. Okay. So the top of the turbo is exposed and i can see it and sure enough the wastegate arm the clip just left and it's not there anymore and it popped off of the wastegate so, so the, the wastegate opens via that arm the wastegate is held closed by the arm by the arm with the diaphragm and then when it hits the right pressure it opens up but without it to hold it closed it just flies right open It doesn't open build boost all the time yeah so i was just drive around no boost
1: it actually didn't so, drive
0: that bad. No. So what What we're learning here is that I would be totally fine riding around in a 2.5 RS. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I thought it was fine. I was <laughs> like, oh, this thing is so fast. Yep. Compared to a 1978 Dodge Colt. So uh, here's what you do. If- so I need to go for riding it now that you fixed it because <laughs> yeah. I haven't been in stage two WRX yet. Yeah. If, you're, uh, if you've got a younger kid and he wants a WRX, just pull the wastegate off. <laughs> Don't tell him. This is a good idea. Um, a couple it, things will happen with that. He'll get better gas mileage. I got really good gas mileage for two days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently it's not a cotter pin. It's a C-clip, which is super annoying because... It bizarre, it's bizarre and awful small for that application, I would think. It's like a quarter-inch thing. It just doesn't seem strong enough to I, do what it's supposed to was, Obviously, it is because it's done it for 160,000 miles, but... I was super annoyed because... Uh, cotter pins are really easy to come by, and C-clips are not. And then, Especially a specific size C-clip. Yeah. Uh, but then the other day, we had a junk blower motor at work, and we wanted to see what was wrong with it. So I took it all apart. There was a couple of C-clips in there. I was like, hmm, those look about the right size. And my blower motor? Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, they were with a little bit of prying. It was the right size. So I scavenged those, and uh, I stuck it on when I got home from work today. Oh, so you haven't driven it yet with the repaired? No. So we don't know if the C-clip will hold, if it's the right size or not. Oh, it's on there pretty tight. Okay. So it should be fine, now. I'm going to go take it off. Yeah. That's fine. It's awesome. (laughs) I mean, it definitely, it worked for, like, I popped it back on just loosely for the ride home from work Friday. And it worked for, like, it worked one pull all the way to my house until I like needed to scoot around the rotary and then it popped off. Wow! Uh-huh. So this is actually a good um, gag to play on your fellow WRX driving competitors. Uh, yeah, as long as the heat shield's not there, you can get in there oh, and does pull the heat it off. Go over it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, it should be all set. So that's my project car update. Excellent. I don't have any updates. The 78 nope. cold as a flat tire. Yep. Which it didn't have when I left for California. When I came back, it did. So It was kind of cold out, though. So maybe the... Lost all its air pressure because it was cold out? Like 100%, well, 100%? I don't know. Did what somebody knife it on you? No, I don't think so. But I probably ran something over oh. on the last drive with it. Because oh. we were only gone for two days. And it went from having 36 pounds to having zero pounds. Oh, okay. So I'll have to figure that out. All right. So, uh, I, let's cover the Peterson first, then, I guess. Okay. That sound good? That was our Sunday yeah. in L.A. Yeah. Because anytime I go to L.A., I guess I want to go to the Peterson for the most it's part. It's a pretty solid trip. Yeah. Uh, especially because we were able to, well, actually, let's say this. A little more than a year ago, we did the very first episode. Yes. We talked about my trip to the Peterson and the Vault Tour. Correct. And you'd never been on a I've Vault Tour. i never been on the Vault Tour, no. Well, apparently we lucked out because we didn't pre-buy tickets or anything, and I was hoping they would have tours. We showed up, and I walked in and asked. I was like, do you have Voltours? She's like, yes. Nice. And there was one within like a half hour of when we yeah, got a there. A little longer than that, but yeah. I um, with me. And because it was the LA Auto Show weekend, apparently they weren't that busy. Yeah, everybody's over at the LA Auto Show instead. Yeah, I guess. Boring. Whatever. There was way cooler stuff at the Peterson. Yes. Um. Yeah. We got to do the vault tour. I'm assuming the LA Auto Show is just new cars, like the Boston Auto Show is. Yeah, it's all new cars. Yeah, I mean they debut stuff because it's a big city. Lame, but whatever. I don't don't care. Yeah, I'll see it on the street next year. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, so there's no photos allowed in the vault, but mm-hmm. we can still talk about what was down there. Yeah, well the reason they don't allow photos is not because they're afraid of the cars being photographed. But the guy was talking about how it's one of the most expensive car collections in the world. And they're more concerned about security. So taking pictures of security cameras and lock setups and where things are and entrances yeah. and exits and all that stuff. So I get that completely. Uh-huh. Um Let's see, what uh I mean, there's just so much stuff down there that's worth like It's ridiculous. There's like three hundred plus cars down there. That's like, it's like millions of dollars of stuff. Well, what blows my mind is not only does it have the typical stuff you'd expect at a car museum, mm-hmm. but they have like controversial vehicles. Yeah. Like they bid on and won Saddam Hussein's Mercedes limousine. Mm-hmm. Which we talked about that in the that episode. Earlier you that? When? yeah. you Yeah. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's his name? Uh, Perone. Well, yeah. I think it was his first name. Everybody remembers his wife's name because <laughs> Ava Perone was famous. Yeah. Yeah. Her car. Yeah. It was his car, wasn't it? Whatever. It was their car. Whatever. But yeah. Their Mercedes was a 500 SL. I don't remember that exact car that it was. It was armored. Yeah. It was an armored Mercedes. Yeah. But I mean, every, every, and they have all kinds of presidential cars and Pope Mobiles. And I don't know. It's just, to me. But there's a bunch of ridiculous race cars. Yep. There's an Alpine Renault. Yep. Um, Which they didn't know the history of yet. The tour guide didn't because it just gotten in the collection, yeah. unfortunately. But next it to like it a was car. a Dan Gurney car just sitting there. Yeah, there were two Gurney Eagles, like next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. Um, my favorite car. That's down there is the, which it was upstairs when I visited, was the, the round door Bugatti. Yeah, last time I was there, that car was in the main entrance. Yeah, which is one of the most stunning cars I think ever to see in person. It is stunning and it's imposing and it's large. I'm not a huge fan of it as a really? car, though. I like it. Um, I like it, it as it's sitting. I'm sure it drives like shit. And well, it's not the fact that it drives like shit or not. It's just, to me, it's too cartoon like it's like the stereotypical Cruella de Vil car, you know what I mean? It just I don't I don't like it. I right. I guess I, I don't hate it, let's put it that way. It's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to look at. I don't choose it as if I had multi billions of dollars to spend on cars. It wouldn't be one that I would pick. To me it's just an art piece. Like it would just sit there definitely an and it piece. looks really cool. Yeah. Cuz it's just straight all art deco straight out of the 30s. But in my Mind there are other cars that have that look that you could use. Yeah, I guess like a Talbot, a Talbot Lago, a Talbot Lago. Yeah, um, I don't know. This this it doesn't do much for me. It's I liked just the vague imposing thing. I mean the uh, Pininfarina, right? Bodied Corvette. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty three Corvette. Yeah. Which brand is three of? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I mean, when you put the Italian body on a Corvette. Always a winner. Yeah, like so much better looking. And that weird. It's not that a fifty three Corvette's a bad looking no. car, but it's very American. Was that weird Ferrari that was in there, a Sergio or something? Yeah, I've never even heard of it before. But it's probably because I don't pay attention to new cars. I didn't even know it existed either. No, so. I didn't either. And he's talking about it, and it's super rare. I was embarrassed because as a car person, I feel like I should know every Ferrari. And he's asking the tour guides, Like, does anybody know what kind of car this is?" And. I'm standing there. I'm scratching my head because I'd never heard of it before. Mm. I mean, again, I pay more attention to old cars, but yeah. I still think I would know of a Ferrari existing, existing mm-hmm. but it doesn't. And he said it belonged to some celebrity who lives in LA, but he couldn't tell us their name or something. I'm sure I could Google it and figure yeah, it probably. out. Yeah, probably. It was definitely cool. I know. Um, and I'd like to see the one without the windshield. Mm. I'm assuming that windshield in that car unbolts. Yeah. Because it had, they said that the car was designed without a windshield, and then if you looked at the car, it had a bar that went behind the windshield that was looked like it would double as the rollover protection that the windshield took away. Hmm. So I'm not even sure, but it was a very interesting car. Um, I, I'm not a modern Ferrari guy by any stretch of the imagination, so it was cool to see, but whatever. doesn't really do much for me. Ooh. The uh, concept is not good looking. Well, apparently, the concept is the reason that they built it. Everybody yeah. loved it. No. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, what else is downstairs, Andrew? Anything good? The Tucker? The Tucker? Yeah. Um, uh, Preston Tucker's personal car, they're pretty sure. A couple custom body so Cadillacs. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, none of the Barris cars are cool, again. <laughs> the one Barris car they have there is cool. I didn't, it wasn't on display. It wasn't on display, and it wasn't in the vault area where you could see it. It's probably in the back the back of the vault area. Yeah. Which is just the uh, Hirohita Merc, which yeah. is like the gold standard of 50 Mercury Customs. Mm-hmm. He did make some nice things. He just made a lot of crap, too. hmm I mean, the uh, hot rods through the decades is mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you can kind of tell when the taste fell off in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And the tour guy was real funny. He's like, I find some people are really into hot rods, but most people aren't. So yeah, we're just going to go through care, this. Yeah. Some people <laughs> are really into it, but most people don't care. So I'll walk through them fast. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Which I did wish that he stopped and talked a little bit more about the black 32 in the corner. That one, uh, that was a newer built hot rod? It was 90s. Yeah. But it was built during like the billet era, but it wasn't a billet car. No, no, it was a very tasteful, tasteful car. There's a name for it too, which I can't. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so many things. Like, I mean, there's some Teslas down there. Like, eh, whatever. But I, I see the appeal of having Teslas in that museum, the same as having the um, factory five car in the Lars Anderson, because they are built, they are significant, and they are built in California. So they're trying to showcase stuff that was from California. Yeah, they California. brought that up a lot. I'm sure yeah. Tesla probably pays them some money, too, to promote, I would assume. Maybe. I don't know. But, I don't know, there's, there's like, definitely, if you go to the Peterson, pay the extra money, if you can, if it's available, to take the ball tour. I mean, oh, yeah, it's an 100%. hour and a half, and it is on hard concrete floor. My feet were killing me afterwards. Well, we also weren't wearing the most comfortable shoes, probably. No. Um, and Cause we just came from the big show the day before, which is 80s themes. So and, and it was like the same thing where, Oh, I get like that anyways. when I'm standing on concrete for an hour straight. It was almost the same thing that happened before is that like, we went right around lunchtime. So by the time the end of the vault tour, you're like starving, really hungry. And you're like, yeah. uh and you just kind of blow through the rest of the museum, unfortunately. But went a little slower. Thankfully, it's a good burger joint down the street. Yeah. Uh, we went, like, a little slower on the, the rest of the museum. Because once you go upstairs, oh, like... The top floor is the biggest floor. Top floor is, like, kind of their permanent stuff that's usually there. That stuff was there last year. Yeah, I mean, was, a couple things were moved around. It was around. there two years ago. But uh, then, like, the middle floor, I think, is semi-permanent. Well, top floor has, like, the movie cars. So... Yeah. That's, like, a major attraction. They have a whole wing dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, again, the A car, the DeLorean was there, which is really cool. Yeah, 100%. the um, little sunshine, Volkswagen was there. Yep. The Batmobile, the Michael Keaton Batmobile. Then the little Tumbler motorcycle thing was there. Yep, from the newer Batmans. Mm-hmm. And then the 1966 Adam West Batman Yamaha motorcycle with sidecar was there. Yep. Which is cool because a sidecar is literally a go-kart for Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was Magnum P.I.'s 308. Yep. Um, the Herbie fully loaded Beetle, which I don't care about at all. Nope. Um, Thelma and Louise Ford. I don't know what that the was. Thelma and Louise Thunderbird. Yep. That's a blue 67. I've never seen that movie. Uh, you probably should because it's kind of a classic at this point. It's not a terrible movie. No, I don't know. I haven't seen. Definitely one we just watched just to watch. Stephanie it. was like, "Can we watch Christine?" I was like, "You've never seen that." I yeah, like the, the Christine car was yeah. up there. One of the prop cars i was like you you can watch it i've seen it a bunch of times and it's like "Eh." to be 100 percent honest i don't think i've seen the whole movie really yeah i never could watch the whole movie not missing much no i know that's why i couldn't i've never been able to finish i mean the car gets nicer as the movie goes on nicer looking yeah not nicer personality wise no it's a pretty mean car yeah No, I haven't. Uh, I have never actually made it through the whole movie, just because it's not. A very I mean, the movie. beginning of the movie plays "Bad of the Bone," which is the I, the song I literally hate the most ever. Oh, I can't hate it because my uncle. But yeah, well, if you want to really annoy me, you can play "Bad of the Bone" for me. So, duly noted. So, what was upstairs at? Uh, well, of course, is our favorite hot rod ever, maybe. The Aluma Coupe, maybe. It's not. It's not a good hot rod. No, it's so '90s. It's painful. Like it is. Yeah, billet wheels, billet steering wheel, but the billet steering wheel is painted beige to match the leather interior. Yeah, and then it has. Uh, I never knew this until like two years ago that it had a Eclipse GST drivetrain in it in the back. In the back. Yeah. Low. Uh, I mean. Wow! Oh, failure the hell was that? Uh, apparently, I clicked the wrong thing. It's an ad for devour food on my my thing here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, what's the three-wheeled car? What was that? A, uh, Davis. Davis. Yeah. Uh, no, but we go back to the Illuma coupe. We learned yeah. something about the Illuma coupe Oh, yeah. Time, which we did not know. Yeah, on the placard, I took a picture of it. It said that it was built as a show car for Mitsubishi Motors. Right. So I didn't know that. But I assume that since the museum put it there, it must be true. Yeah. It has to be. Uh, you shut that up. <laughs> yeah. Licensing trouble. I was trying to play a joke and play the stupid thing, and an ad came up for food first, and it blew my whole cover. Stupid YouTube ads. Um, yeah, the Davis, then... Uh, I hope that came through the speakers, actually. I'm not sure if it did or not. What was that little red car? The gin, 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 Which it little Italian? red car? The, uh, Old Italian red cart was in front of the Illumina Coupe. Um, Was that the Bosley thing? That was the other one. No. Bosley's cool, though. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, whatever. All right. We'll skip it because I don't remember it. But then on the other side of the room, there was a a Bosley, like a one of one Mm -hmm. which kind of looked like a Cunningham. I thought it was a Cunningham walking up to it. But it's like 100%. a cross between, like, a Cunningham and, like, a Ferrari. Yeah. It was a car. It's got a Chrysler the, Hemi. The guy who, lived, who was somewhere in the Midwest. hmm And he wanted to make a race car, like, an affordable race car, I guess. Yeah. And he's made that one. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. I mean, it's cool looking. It's really cool. And then right across from it was a 2000 GT. Yeah. Which is. Which in white, yeah. Which are incredibly small in person. Mm-hmm. Like, they not realize how small they are. They're like a Triumph Spitfire and a Fastback. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really small. Yep. Um, and they're probably, and we discussed this at the museum, like, possibly both of our favorite cars of all time. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's just something about it. Some people really don't like them, but I don't know. It's I don't just know who a, couldn't like that car. I like it better than, I know it's inspired by, like, an, uh, an E-Type. I like it better than E-Type for some reason. It's a cleaner design, I think, than the E-Type. See, some people would argue with you that it's not because it has all those weird extra lights and doors on it. But they were all functional. I guess. Everything in the car was, that was there was there for a reason. I don't know. I I just... Maybe it's because the, the E-Type is almost common. Yeah. And, you know, the 2000 GT is now a legit mm. $900,000 yeah. car. So... So then you go down the second floor. There was like a couple of Kim Block's Fiesta. Yeah, which I was things. walking by, I was like, "Eh, it's kind of cool." Well, you I know, read see him racing. You know, yeah, I've seen the things run Forest Rally so many times. Yeah, that I, like, don't, I don't want to. I don't need park. to go look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up close to him before. These clean cars parked in the museum. Don't care. Yeah. Um. They replaced the silver room with a Ferrari room. Apparently, that was awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of money in that room. Yep, the fifty-seven Testarossa. Yeah. The 250 GTO, the 1948-122, was number it was? I don't remember. It was the first production Ferrari after he rebuilt the factories because they were bombed by the Allied forces mm-hmm. in World War II. Um, it was really cool to see that car um, out on uh, display. I'd never seen one of those in person before. I've seen all the other stuff. I'd seen... The GTO, I'd seen Testa mm-hmm. I'd seen the one sixty six Lama, I'd seen you know the F one car, they had like a Michael Schumacher style F one car. Mm-hmm. Um they had the was it Alan Prost? Mm, no, Lauda. Nicky Lotta. Nicky Lauda Ferrari that's what it was. Yep. Here, right? Yeah, yeah. Then they had like the nineteen seventy six Ferrari. Two fifty GTO short wheelbase California. The convertible. Basically the Ferris, Ferris car, Bueller car, yep. but not, which was, the replica. Not, yeah, exactly. but it is that, uh, that is iconic from yes, that, the real version of that car. Yeah. So that was really cool. Then apparently they actually announced this on the Instagram page. Like the other day, yeah. I wanted to be the one to like bring it up to people that didn't get the tour. No. So, uh, yeah, not. they are replacing the Ferrari room with a Porsche room, which is cool. Yeah. Because right outside of it, they had a 962 Yagameister car. Which I'm sure is going in that yeah. Porsche room. So that's pretty cool. Which is k- kind of different because it used to be the silver room. Yeah. And then it went to the Ferrari room, so it was all red. Yeah. So I'm sure the Porsche room won't be any one color. It'll just be themed by car. Mm-hmm. So. And but it'll be cool. Across from that, they had a bunch of Dan Gurney cars, a whole exhibit mm-hmm. dedicated to Dan Gurney. Because yeah. he's, he's local. All-American racers. Mm-hmm. And I was if my favorite one though was the seventy one Barracuda. Yeah, by far, the AAR Cuda, the purpley blue color one. The uh prototype what was the Eagle car. Which the, one? The which one? The ninety nine the, G- the G- big T-P? Toyota. Yeah, the Toyota, the GTP car. I don't yeah. remember the ninety nine C or something like that they called it. I don't yeah. remember what name it was. It was a prototype style GTP car, which is absolutely enormous. Yeah, I didn't realize how big they were watching them on television. Mm-hmm. Or even watching them, because I've seen, I saw GTP cars, not that particular one, but other cars in that class running at uh, the... Eagle Vitty. Mark 3. Okay. Uh, Yep. It took an Eagle chassis and body with a Toyota 1991 driver. to 1993. Won 21 of 27 races, which was entered. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that car's really cool. I mean, I believe it has the racetrack lep, uh, record at uh, Lime Rock, Lime Rock yeah. I think. I think it does, too. But they also had Dan Gurney's prototype motorcycle in the middle of the room, which kind of looked like a scooter <laughs> yeah. with a big sport bike motor on it. It was kind of what they call it the alligator, I think, or agitator, alligator. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they had a couple of his... 70s indie car f1 cars it was it's cool it's cool display mm-hmm. last time i was there that room was all porsche race cars yes so i had like the apple 935 and some other cool stuff in there then mm-hmm. but uh i can't think of any other cars of note that were in the museum the lowrider display was cool too they had the uh gypsy rose oh yeah all the all the yellow riders Yeah, the whole entryway was all filled with Mm lowriders. They had the Gypsy Rose, which is like the world's most famous lowrider. It was featured in um, Chico Chico and the Man, the TV show. Yeah. And it kind of brought lowriding to the mainstream. Um, And actually, I watched a documentary about it, and the guy who built it was the founder of the car club, the Imperials, which was a big... Like uh, Long Beach, Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, LA car club. Um, And they were very, they were like a positive car club because I guess a lot of the low riding car clubs had a bunch of like gang members that were like hangarounds and they started getting into trouble. And they were a car club that like turned that around. Yeah. And in fact, the reason that car was a replica of the original Gypsy Rose is because the gang contingent that was hanging around the car clubs was so angry at them for not allowing them to come to their car show because they're gang members, that they came back later in the day with, like, baseball bats and golf clubs and destroyed the original one. So that's the reason that was a replica of it, which they built in period. It wasn't, like, a replica built in 2012. It was built in, like, 75 or 76. Yeah. So that was really cool. And I guess he was just a really well-known, like, really good guy that, like, a lot of – he brought a lot of people out of – crime and into good yeah <laughs> so oh before we get too far the so the gurney exhibit was upstairs mm-hmm. and i noticed there was a gurney car in the vault it was missing the spoiler i was like oh maybe that's because people were bumping into it because giant spoiler okay we were upstairs in the exhibit the spoiler was mounted on oh, a display yeah, to show off to the, show gurney the gurney flap. flap yep and i was like ah that makes sense that makes now sense. that the yep. car was missing the spoiler down in the basement also it makes sense why it was in the basement instead of on display in the gurney room yeah okay i didn't pick that up until you just until you just said that yep. That's funny no, nope, I was paying attention. I thought I was too. I guess I was not. Let's see. Anything else? Uh... Oh, well, but, I the, mean, the, the next day, the day before, I what, should say. What were those? Um, what was McLaren's? M- MC... MP412C? I don't know. M- they were in rock carbon, and they were ridiculous looking. Yeah, one was a regular... One was the hybrid, one was a regular. Yeah, one was a hybrid, yeah, a regular. Is that what we call them now? Yes. Yeah. standard gasoline-powered car Yeah, and a hybrid car. A fossil-fuel-powered supercar. Yes, and a hybrid supercar. Yeah. I'm not sure what model they are because, again, I don't know modern vehicles. Uh, I, they're I one of the notice, best-looking supercars. I did notice that the new Ford GT was missing. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the vault tour, he told us to look at it. We got upstairs because it parked next to the original Mark One GT40. Yep and like we up there and the Mark 1 GT40 was sitting there and next to it was a big open parking spot. Yeah. What was <laughs> so. that little uh the little blue hot rod, the roadster? Oh, I don't remember the name of it. It was just yeah, some Yeah, that's a, it was like the hot first hot no, it was like the first uh American roadster award-winning car or something. Oh, America's most beautiful roadster? Yeah, possibly. It was cool. America's most beautiful roadster has crowned some pretty ugly cars in it today though. Yeah. So. but that one was like cool cuz it was like functional. Yeah. It was in the early days of hot-rodding. Kind of like that original one that was on the top floor. The black one. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. So, anyway. Peterson is definitely one of my favorite places ever. Oh, yeah, 100%. No question. But the important thing that we should talk about this week is what we did the day before. And the reason I we're don't remember in, that. The reason we were in California in the first place. Yeah. That was. Radwood 2. Radwood 2. Uno- so, unofficially, Radwood 2 Electric Bugaloo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, It's fun to say it, that's all. Yeah, that, uh, it met all my expectations. Met or exceeded? It definitely met them and probably exceeded them. I would say exceeded, like, no question at all. Like, Uh, I expected to go to a car show, hang out for a little while, and that'd be it. But, I mean, honestly, I don't even remember half the cars that were there because I had so much fun doing other, like, Things there. I missed cars because I wasn't. I'm was seeing pictures. I'm like that, that car wasn't there. What are you talking about? That car yeah, wasn't there. I missed stuff. Even just walking. I just because there was so much going on. I had like sensory overload. 100. Like, um, so the organizers from Driving Well Awesome came to Tub Clutch Kick Podcast. Uh, they put like so much work into this, and they had sponsors help with costs, and yep. I, think, I think they had a strong feeling it was going to go well, and it totally did. I think it blew their minds too. Yeah, and, like we were talking to some I, of them afterwards. I kind of like. I didn't want to say anything beforehand. I was like, I knew it was going to be like real big. Like there's something. Yeah. Well, it just, we've been hearing about it everywhere. Yeah. And I brought it up to people that aren't, that I know, that I know for a fact are not podcast listeners. And then they'd be like, Oh, what are you doing next week? And i be like, Oh, I'm going to Radwood. And they knew what I was talking about. Oh, okay. And I, I was, see, like, I said oh. to a couple of people like <laughs> that were into cars and they're around our age. And I was like, I'm going to an 80s and 90s car show. And they're like, Oh, I'd be into that. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, yeah, it's really cool. I didn't talk to some older people like, oh, I'm going to an 80s, 90s car show. And they'd be like, oh, we go to the mall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shut up. Um, but so anyway, the people that showed up were really into it. Yeah. The, I was amazed at the the take rate or the you know the amount of people that went with period dress in some form or another. Well, not it, not everybody went all out, but everybody at least wore, like, an old T-shirt or well, an old hat. It's because it's, the, like, the real first, like, big one. You're, like, not sure. Oh, yeah. Like, exactly. do I go all out, or do I just kind of play it cool? Because you don't want to be the person that shows up <laughs> to the costume party without a costume party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there was two people dressed up like Rodney Jameson Which two. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was really good. And then there was two guys showed up at an NSX. And they were dressed like... Um, Wayne and Garth. Wayne and Garth. There were two dudes walking around dressed like Bill and Ted. Yep. And they nailed it. Yeah. Like, the Wayne and Garth were good. The Bill and Ted were perfect. Yep. Like, absolutely perfect. Um, so, you know, you know, just like anything, like, if you showed up to have a good time, you were going to have a good time. Oh, 100%. Uh, my outfit, totally not cool enough. No, it worked, though. It was definitely period correct. Yeah. I, it was kind of lame. By I, well, I, like I could have gone. It, it was way more back. than other people, but <laughs> yeah. less than some. So yeah. you were solid middle of the road. Yeah. As far as your radwood outfit went, um, I feel the same way with my outfit. A solid middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were upstaged by our lady friends that were with us. Yeah. So it's <laughs> between between your wife and 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 my friend. They were. Uh, very we were very upstage just by our own company i I didn't even see everything while walking around, and I walked around all day. yeah, I missed tons of stuff I shot a bunch of photos, and they probably came out okay, but there was the just yet. so much going on, and it was my first West Coast show, and it was so different than any show I've ever been to. Like, the first West Coast show or not, I, this show just changes the game. As I far just, as i literally goes. didn't I literally didn't have the focus to take good photos. I think I just was like,, ah, like too much going on, yeah, there was a lot to see. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people to meet. It was yeah. like overload of people to meet. Yeah. I apologize to anybody that we didn't get to meet. Yeah. Um It's, it's tough. Like you don't realize you're like, shit, I know who you are, but I don't really know what you look like. Yep. Exactly. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we talked you bring up the three podcasts to put the show yeah. on and we've know, we know a few of them through the internet and then we met all of them while we were there. So we, just off the bat, there's, like, seven or eight people that we we knew we were going to meet. Yeah. And there's seven or eight new people that we're trying to remember exactly faces and names and all that stuff. Yeah. On top of everybody else that's going yeah. to introduce themselves during the show. Yeah. And the celebrities that were there, like car celebrities were there. Yeah. And I was trying not to be, like, super awkward. And I kind of didn't introduce myself to everyone because I get, like, anxious. Like well, that. it's hard so. at first, too, if somebody... <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a. It's a... Just, uh, I'm like, I recognize that person. I should go introduce myself. So but I was like, people. that seems so weird if I go do that. But, really, it's not weird. I don't know. Well... I get weird like that. I'm not quite as bad as you in that in that case. And uh, I introduced myself to as many people as I could. Uh, and by the end of the day, I had, you know, shaken the hand of way too many people. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was sick the following day. I don't know. But it was... Uh, it was cool. It was cool to meet people that you watch on TV or you watch on YouTube or... Yeah, Matt Farrow was walk- wandering around. Yeah, I walked, I walked up to him, shook his hand, and uh, said, I basically said to him, I got to ride in your car here this morning, so that's cool. And all my belongings are in your car, so if you see me rummaging around your Lexus, it's totally cool, that's why. <laughs> so, yeah, he was cool. By the end of the day, I did finally run into um, Wheelie Dealers. Oh, you did see him? Yeah, I did see him. I said hi to him. That was cool. They were all so such like down to earth people. Like you walk out to him, introduce yourself, shake your hand, <laughs> hold out <that> your <to> hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't do that, but um, I don't know. It was just it was really cool, and all the things that I admire during the regular, humdrum daily life. Like I always watch Matt Farah smoking tire videos and listen to his podcast. Yeah, and I always watch um, Wheeler Dealers. And I watched everything Roadkill does, and uh, Alana from Roadkill was there taking pictures. Yeah. And I got to meet her, and it's just like most people wouldn't care to meet these journalists or, you know, these personalities. But if you're a car person, that's what you're into. It's cool to meet these people that you admire. Yeah. I mean, I, I like right at the end of the day, like we saw Larry Chen. Yep. Yeah, Larry I, Chen. I kind of wish I'd walked over a few minutes earlier because I would have liked to had meet him, but yeah. I just, I don't know. Well, I was introduced to him because That's I. That's the only thing I regret is I wasn't outgoing enough, but. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I unfortunately. i 10. And uh, I was fortunate to be introduced to him through Ben, who runs Japanese Nostalgia Car, who I've known now for a few years. Yeah, I did get to finally meet Ben, which yep. is cool. Yeah, he's a real cool guy. Um, owns a real cool company and really promotes the vintage Japanese yep. car scene. And then. Uh, uh, Patrick Strong. Who runs Model Citizen Diecast. He was super nice. Wicked nice guy. Yeah. Like, couldn't, couldn't have been nicer. Um, oh, the the people from Hunziker. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick Hunziker. I, I apologize. I, didn't really ta- I don't remember. I, I didn't really get... Her name. Heather. I, I, Heather. Okay. Yep. Mostly talked to Heather. I didn't get to talk to Nicholas. Um, he seemed kind of busy, but... And then... Yeah, he was really busy. Uh, um, Durafast Nation, the video guys were there. Yeah, I didn't really talk to him, but they I didn't see the Petrolicious people. I don't know what they were like. Um, the whole... Everybody that writes for Jalopnik was there. Yeah, I could didn't really recognize them, but the one I, I only yeah I didn't really recognize them by face. Oh, I, either. I recognized uh, Andrew P. Collins because he had the three and his X, but that was about it. Right, and then after the I did recognize Jeff Glucker from the uh, Yep, Universe. Universe. Yep, he was dressed in the very New England yuppie attire. Yes, yes, he was. And uh, again, I probably should have went up and said hi, but I was just like... overload. Uh, yeah, That's all, there's nothing else you could say about it. it there, over- uh, apparently, we talked to people from Mazda. I didn't realize those were. Yes, big, people wearing the Mazda shirts actually work for Mazda. Big deal, Mazda people. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I thought was cool was they had their shirts made up for Radwood, and their old slogan used to be um, keep driving awesome or something like that or keep driving exciting or something along those lines. And they made these shirts that said Mazda, keep driving rad. Yeah. Like They looked like official shirts. Because they brought shirts. ridiculously rare cars. They brought four cars from like their own personal vault. One of my personal favorites is the 92 first-gen Miata hardtop. Yeah. Like, coupe. Yep. Like, it looks like it's a... one of one. Yeah, it looks like an FDRX-7 roof grafted onto a, yeah. a Miata. And, yeah, it's the only one they ever made. The Unis... And they literally drove it to the show. Yeah. Uh, the Unos Cosmo. Cosmo. Yep. Yeah. I, I didn't one. really even look at that. I don't know. There was, just, there was so much going on. Yeah, there was a lot going on. I didn't pay enough attention to any of the cars because I was too busy talking to people and walking around and unlike just, uh most car shows where i don't want to talk to anyone because they're all <laughs> lame everybody here was awesome like everybody was so down and so into it and yeah we met um some of west coast dsm guys we met tony bird yep um we've known him now for a little bit of time just because the internet like a week and we were just talking to him. yeah yeah he's totally a cool guy uh, he's, that anybody, was car, Anybody who doesn't know that car was on... Uh, one the, Take. That was Smoking Tire One Take. Yep. And the joke ad campaign they made for the drug eclipse. Yep. That was the car featured in that joke ad. Oh, cool. So. And the car is super clean, and he totally downplays it because it's his car, and he's a humble dude. Yeah. But it's one of the cleanest first-gen DSMs mm-hmm. I've ever laid eyes on. There's two beautiful Delicas. Two or three Delicas. There's two. Two Delicas? Okay. Um... There's a, the Stanceworks, Montero's there. Yep. Um, yeah. Andrew from Stanceworks. There's like... And the so other sort of Stanceworks car, the E28 with the mokul yeah. livery on yep. it. Oh, amazing. Parked next to the Jagermeister E36, which was also amazing. Yep. Which was then parked next to the car with the Boston connection. Yeah. The first gen CRX, which is still with its original owner, mm-hmm. that was bought in, uh, Haunted Cars of Everett, I think. Yeah, there's a Petrolous episode on it. Yep. Yeah, there is. Um, met him, Wickagool guy. Sorry, I don't remember his name, unfortunately. Yeah, I followed him on Instagram with our account. And yeah, but he's, uh, like, uh, something Green Car, Chris Green Car.
1: Oh, is that his username? A, okay, that's, yeah. okay, I yeah.
0: Saw. He actually commented on the picture, uh, the, the Jalopnik picture that Naomi got put up on as well. Okay. So, um... Yeah, no, that's really cool, that car. And it's got a cool Boston connection because he bought a brand new here, and he had it for its first two years of life here in Boston. Yep. But he did have a winter car as well, so it's never seen, like, a salt winter, which is obvious when you look at the car. And it has a bunch of factory accessories, and it's just it's mm-hmm. a really cool-looking car. There was another first-gen CRX that was beautiful that the guy actually bought to go to the show with. Yeah. Which is amazing. Apparently, uh, I had already followed him on Instagram. Oh, His name was Randy. Yeah, he's he's usually into Volkswagens. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of a big deal too. As I didn't really, I didn't recognize him at first. Like, yeah, yeah, he runs an air cooled Volkswagen show. I yeah. guess, at the same location. Um, yeah, like <sighs> West Coast is awesome. car culture is very strong yeah. there. I mean, it's and fun. deep. Now, I have this whole other take on that too because it's just different. Because listening to a couple of the other podcasts after the show, yeah. Um, they've talked about how they haven't seen a nice third-gen Firebird Camaro in, like, forever. But out here, they're common. Because out there, they were driven all the time and just worn out and thrown away. Yeah. Whereas out here, a car like that was bought, used in the summertime, parked for the winter. So Most of we, the time, we yeah. we have a bunch of cars like that left out here. So if you go to any cruise night, any night of the week here in the Boston area, you're going to see a bunch of third-gen Camaros and Firebirds. You're going to see a bunch of G-Body Cutlasses, a lot of nice Monte Fo- Carlos. There's a lot of nice Fox Bodies around of here. Fox Body Mustangs, and they were all blown away by the Fox Bodies. Yeah. So that was kind of, that's kind of strange. It's, it's a different dynamic on each side of, each side of the country, I think. Mm-hmm. We have tons of nice cars here, but we just never see them in that kind of a setting. So, you know, C-4, C4 Corvettes out here are, like, like every other garage on Main Street has one in it. You know what I mean? They're just very common. Yeah, I guess. Whereas out there, you get a car that you can drive all year round, and it gets 300,000 miles on it, and they're in a junkyard. Yep. Whereas around here, they get 30,000 miles on them, and they never get driven. So I think it's a different... It's just a different vibe. Um, I think the car culture out there is stronger, obviously. Obviously, because you have... It's like year round. Weather. It's year round. It's literally, (laughs) aside from unfortunately, like a (laughs) day after we left, Los Angeles is caught fire. Yeah, it's Um, burning to the ground as we speak. Which they were horribly uh, sad. They were looking for. They were like on the news. They're like, is it going to rain? Like, yeah, they needed rain for sure. Yeah. So unfortunately, they did not get it. That's kind of a bummer. And unfortunately, the sad news from Radwood is that one of the cars that was there unfortunately burned as well. It wasn't. I don't think it was part of the fire. No, it wasn't. It was a standalone fire. Yeah, It was really weird. Um, Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Yeah, so uh, afterwards we got to hang out with the other podcasts. They were very nice. Yeah, they invited us back to hang out at their party, which was awesome. Um, We... uh, I guess if we had gotten there a little bit earlier, we kind of probably could have been on longer, but we were there like the last 10 minutes of the episode. Yeah, and it was a little awkward because we were kind of standing there with microphones, couldn't hear what was going on, so we apologize for derailing <laughs> your podcast at the end of it. No, I listened to the whole thing. It wasn't... <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. I listened as well. Um, um, uh, I wanted to give out a special thanks to them for definitely inviting us and having us hang out with them. Yeah. It was uh, really cool talking to everybody. I got to help Brian fix the ZR Nun. Yep, which is kind of cool. Because I love that story more than any other story I've ever heard in a podcast, the story of him buying that car. Yeah. So I mean... cool to put your hands on it and work on it a little bit. I mean, honestly, that's it's not that bad. No, it's not like, that bad. <laughs> it, it doesn't look nice. I guess it's West Coast bad, It's but not pretty, but, I mean... That's what you want in a car like that. I, see, that's the that's C4 I want. I want a I, crappy C4 that runs good, that I can just beat the crap out of and not care. I don't know if it runs good either. Like, it needs work. It's like... Uh, it's like the when I bought the Montero from the permanent campground. Yes. Like Well he bought it from the same kind of an owner, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who didn't know enough about things to do things but did them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, uh I think as far as listeners go, I think uh well Dave L C two. Yep, menace. Yeah, he did. Him and his wife. Really yep. nice people. That was super cool. Um, talked to them for a few minutes. Wish we had more time, but he's got a bunch again, of cool really uh he took photos of the film camera? Yes. So I think by old expired film. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share those. I plan to do that. I, mean, I love Dave's vehicle. I know you don't like it, but <laughs> it's established already why you don't like it. It's not because it's Dave's. It's just your aversion to El Camino's. I don't like El Camino's. <laughs> but Dave has a really rad El Camino with I may a not three point eight any pictures of it. With a three point eight turbo Buick in it, which is cool. Okay. All right. That's very cool. It's different. It's cool is what it is. Oh, there's, there's two Mighty Maxes there. Yeah. First, first gen and the second, second gen. gen. And the first gen was a turbo diesel as well. Yeah. The first gen was gorgeous. It had great patina on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by gorgeous, you mean it was like beat just enough.
1: The I, second gen I was said gorgeous. Had, I
0: said it had great patina yeah. on it. The second gen was gorgeous. It was like a mid-perfect It had great California vehicle. patina. Yeah, it did. I would leave it as is and just drive it. That uh, That... Um, that giant Dodge Dooley with the five, nine Cummins in it. Yeah. The white one. Oh my God. That was so cool. Yeah. it had better chrome on the nose of that truck than I've seen on like some restored 57. Uh, the Baja (laughs) Volvo that I've seen on Instagram. Yes. Yep. Uh, there's a ton of Porsches. I was like, yeah, whatever. Porsche, Porsche, Porsche. Tons of Porsches. Oh, Uh, then it's just Southern California. You just see them everywhere. The orange slant nose. Um Bissimodo. I met Bissimodo. I shook his hand. I, mi- I didn't even know where that car was parked. I missed that car. It wasn't, he wasn't that very long. Oh. It was parked over by the electric 308 and the electric Fiat. Yeah. It was over in that section. Okay. Um But the dude rolled in, and I was like, man, that car is really cool. It's like a burnt orange uh a, a huge cab. Yeah, it was a burnt orange slant nose cab. Uh And it had huge, like, deep-dish BBS, probably actual BBS, no, BBS they're style Gaudis. wheels. Well, they got, oh, the Gaudis. you right. 5 yeah. book Gaudis. With like sticky Toyota race rubber on it. And I was like, that is a lot there was of a cars with really nice tires on them. Yeah. I was like, that's a lot of tire for a mid eighties Porsche. Yeah. And then as he rolled in, I saw how it was Bissy Moto, and everything he owns is like twelve hundred horsepower. I didn't really or know who so. is. So uh, look him up online. Okay. Um he's he I think he has the record for naturally aspirated Honda Motors. Oh, okay. But he also owns that twelve hundred horsepower minivan. Okay. The, mar- the maroon one, okay. Honda Odyssey van, no. Um, the Hot Wheels Honda Odyssey minivan, okay, is his van, okay. Um, and he has the twin turbo aqua blue nine thirty that was in SEMA a few years ago. It makes like fifteen hundred horsepower. Sure, he's just a mad genius when it comes to making power, and that's he just he's a super nice guy. He's known as one of the nicest guys in the in the industry. And he's got just a very distinctive voice, and you hear him talking, you know who he is immediately. All right, um, but really cool guy, and the car was amazing. So there was, uh, I think it kind of flew under the radar there. There was a Q45, There was like a, clean a, Q45. a facelifted one. Yep. So not the belt buckle, but still a first gen yeah, facelift, the grill, the full grill in it. Um, Forty five thousand miles on it, black. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, I want a belt buckle grill, grill one, mm-hmm. but it's a cool car either way. Yeah. Um, there were two Acura Legends with five speeds yeah. or six speeds, whatever they had in them. One had half a million miles on it, right? And it still looked beautiful. There was a Mazda with the the MX three with the little V six, one The point nine liter yeah. V six. Yeah, that was cool. There was a couple of the other Cosworths, the Mercedes, the one hundred and ninety E, the one hundred and ninety E Cosworth. And there was a couple Cosworth Escorts, which, which is like amazing. two. Yep, which I never drive ones. I never realized until you are standing next to it how much the front fender boxes out and has mm-hmm. the opening vent in it yeah it's a really big box flare on them uh the renault r5 turbo yep which is ridiculous three peugeots because wasn't wasn't the original version of that car front-engined and then it gets the original version was front-engine front-wheel drive and yeah then they did a front-engine front-drive turbo and then it was like groupie groupies, all are... bits are off yeah let's move this engine into the back and make it yeah. really wide there was a couple of peugeots a couple of renaults there were three peugeots which is crazy there was a First gen, a beautiful first gen Taurus SHO, SHO, an early SHO too, yeah. not the facelifted car. Yeah, tan. It was like it was very, beige. Un- very unassuming vehicle. So that was the cool thing that you had unique to exotic. Yeah, the forty-five thousand mile Chrysler New Yorker, two-point-two turbo. I I didn't even look at that. Like I totally breezed by it. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, the other thing was, well, I guess that sort of gets to, oh. So before we get to this, like, there's also uh, a caricature artist there. Yep, he was really cool. Yeah, he was super cool. Um, he did one of Stephanie and I. It's awesome. Yep. Um, he did one. He was do He came to the after party as well and was drawing them up everybody there. Yeah, which was really cool. Yep. Um, but so back to the show. But what? So let's do. What was your favorite Eurocar? I have a hard time with this. Okay. I mean, I, I again. I was in such, like you said, sensory overload that it's hard to remember all the cars that were there. Yeah. I would say top of my head without thinking about it too hard. Um, I know you said you ignored all the Porsches, but there was that 89 Speedster. Oh, yeah. Which might have been my favorite Euro car of the show. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Because I love... That's a real good one. I love that body style Speedster. It's just so ridiculous. Just It's just... It makes absolutely zero sense as a car, but I love them. I, I liked the, it was very basic. It was a white four-door 240. Of course. With hellos on it. Okay. It was super clean looking. Okay. I'll go with that because it's easy. It's different. I preferred the yellow 240 with the 1552. I wanted bikes. something more period. Okay. I appreciated that car. Okay, yeah, the car was cool. But uh, the 1552. You know it wasn't real. there, which I wish was there? A bunch of XR40i's. Yeah. I really like those cars. I feel like I'm going to need to own one soon. So what was your favorite American car there? Ah. Uh, because <sighs> you missed that LTD. I did see it after the fact. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it somewhere else. And I kind of, I, I even missed the Fastback white LX Fox body. I didn't see it with at With white pony. Co- yeah. I saw it later on in pictures. I, maybe because I'm so used to them, I just like breezed right by it. Yeah. I guess it was really clean though. Yeah. Uh. What was your favorite American car? And I'll try to think of what it was. Oh, I, I know what mine was. The Burgundy GTA inside. Okay. Because it's you don't see clean GTAs as much as you see regular firebirds and Trans Ams. It just it's just my favorite color combo, the Burgundy over Tan. Uh-huh. Um, uh, scratch that. The S10, obviously. Okay. We, ha- we have to put the S10 in there. Oh, there were so many goddamn cars. Oh, yeah. That Dodge Ram was amazing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All three. The, the, the Dodge Ram van was really cool. Dodge Ram Van. Yeah. It was an 84 Caravan panel van, all windows, and they called it a Mini Ram. Oh. Yeah. Even though Those were cool. like older people showed up in that. Like they were into They it. had two cars apparently there. Yeah. I forget what the other car was. Uh, I, I got to go with the the green C4. Green C4 I cool. really like the late C4s in that hunter green they See, had. See, now if I was going to pick a C4 from the show, I would to pick the red convertible because it had a hard top. And it kind of was a strange red convertible. Look to it. Yeah, there was red convertible with a, with a fiberglass hardtop. Obviously, a fiberglass Corvette. Oh, I missed that car too. Yeah, but it was cool because it has like the notchback look of a news of a yeah, newer Z06, weird. but on an older car. Wow. And favorite Japanese car? I, I couldn't. There's so many good ones. Yeah, the Miata Coupe, the blue AE86 that was parked next to it. Oh yeah. Or the aqua blue MR2 that you used that oh, yeah. you used for the question post. Yeah, I did like that one because the color and the car and everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's hard to hard to go past. All but, right. I mean, I think rest in peace Mitsubishi Galant. I'll have to say that just yeah. as a so best of show. You go first. I, I think this question. I I went with the Testarossa. the gray over red because car. I'd never seen gray over red car ever. No. Ever, like Not anywhere, even in pictures. It had a door ding on it, though. I can't give it first, place. It's a driver-ready <laughs> testros. i like he clearly It was awesome. He clearly used it, which was super cool. Yeah. Because I've only seen red on tan, white on red, black on tan, and black on red. Yeah, I can't think of any other colors. And uh, uh, he seems like a younger person, which was cool. And they showed up, him and his wife or girlfriend, like totally dressed the part. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like they look like yuppie jerks. Yeah. And it was awesome. 100%. And, uh, uh, I was watching him, like, he was, like, totally cool. He was, like, showing people the car, like, opening, the, showing how the doors open and stuff. hmm Like, not stuffy about it at all. No, was letting like, yeah. let people sit in the car, yeah. and he was definitely cool about it. Yeah. Um, that's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't know what the best of show would be. Without giving it back to that Porsche. Actually, the other Testarossa, there were two Testerosas there, which is ridiculous. The other yeah, Testerosa was really cool too because it, it was a typical red over beige. Yeah. Oh, but it had, but it had center line alloy wheels on it, like like the same wheels that some guy in here in BBD has on his C4. Like it was a little ridiculous to have center lines on it. Um, but yeah, as far as best of show, I mean, there's just so many cars to choose from. It's it's really hard to pick one. All right, well, then don't. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I can. <laughs> I just don't know. Um, I really like Jason Camisa's E30 Touring yeah. Wagon. That was beautiful, too. Oh. I mean... Oh, the Stance Works E28. Okay. With the Motul livery. Right. is my car of the show. And then car there car was, the like... Show. There's also BMX flat landing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flatland. Flatland? Yeah. yeah. No ramps or anything like that. Just all tricks done on the flat ground. God, that was so cool. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that dude, the older dude that was doing it, yeah. has been doing it since... The late 70s, early 80s? He was a champion in the 80s. Yeah. So he's got to be 55. Yeah. And he's still out there performing these crazy bike tricks like he's 17. I've never actually seen somebody do it who's really good at it. I've seen it on TV, like X Games, never seen it in person. Yeah. But the other kid that was doing it, whose name is escaping me right now, the younger guy that was doing it, when he would put the bike on the back tire and he'd pirouette like a friggin' ballerina. Yeah. It was like an ice skater. I should well, the other guy was Martin Apprio. Apprio, yeah, Apprio, yeah. But the other guy, like you said, he puts the bike on the back tire and he pirouettes it like an, like an ice skater. Yeah, I I don't know how you how do you even learn something like that? It's just uh, I don't know. I can barely ride a bicycle, so well, I can definitely ride a bicycle, but just not like that. No, I can uh, do one flatland trick usually by accident by pulling the front brake too hard. And then I was <laughs> super excited when I was there and I spotted a glant VR four. I was yes. like, yes, there's yeah. one here because I couldn't bring mine. Right. And it, it turned was gorgeous. Out, still the four lug. Yep. It was sixteen oh seven to two Mm-hmm. I was looking for the owner. I couldn't find him. I didn't get to talk to him all day. It was very, very clean, it had sunroof. It was really stock looking under the hood. It had a bunch of stuff that mine is still missing. It reminded me a lot of your car because it had was stock looking, still four lug, had aftermarket wheels. Yep. Had like a very similar stereo setup. Yep. It just it was like a stock car that had been lightly personalized. Exactly. Yeah, which is what how I like those cars. And that's why I liked it so much. And, like, even I could tell underneath, like, it still had OEM-style radiator hoses. Mm-hmm. Like, I had OEM replacement ones, but they weren't the original-style-looking ones with that golf ball... Texture to texture them. Texture to them. Yeah. Um, which my talent still has. So those are really friggin' old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it had all the right stuff. It had that little, like, there's, like, this little flapper door thing that goes behind the passenger side headlight that's, like, an air intake. Okay. And mine is missing that. Wow, you go super obscure parts now. I well, didn't now, yeah, well, there. now I want to go find it because it belongs there and it's yeah. missing. And uh, there's probably people doing part outs and I can find it. But so th- the worst part about this story is that the guy returned home from Radwood. Uh, he parked his VR4 in the garage with his mm-hmm. other collector cars. Yeah, five cars together. Yeah, because uh, he's not only he's into Gallant VR4s, he's into collector cars because he just loves cars. Mm-hmm. And something happened, and the garage caught fire. And luckily, the people in the house got out all right. Yeah, but the entire garage just burned to the ground. Total loss. And it's super sad because the Glant was gone, and then he had a Mercedes. Was it 230 SL or something? I'm not sure what. I know it was an SL convertible. Um, it had been in his family for 50 years. Yeah, he, I guess he was brought home from the hospital in it. Yeah. like that's, that's like, There's a Petrolicious article on it. That's a story you just can't, like... Yeah. You can't fix that. Like, yeah. that's gone forever. It's not... Like, everybody will say, oh, nobody was hurt. You know, like, you can replace cars. But you can't replace that car. Well, there's... You know, everything's got a monetary value. They are just cars. But it's the sentimental value of them, and that's why you have them. Oh, absolutely. So that was a total bummer to hear that. Because I actually posted an Instagram post. I didn't even know this had happened. I just wanted... I was, like, looking for the owner. Yeah, you posted the car, and somebody was like, look at the first thread on the yeah. GalantVR4.org. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, it's pretty sad. But, it hey, Radwood was awesome. It was awesome. Cannot wait for the next event we get to go to. Mm-hmm. Um. There's rumor mills and discussions of all kinds of things coming up, so let's uh, fingers crossed and hope there's gonna be some more good ones. There is another smaller one happening in March. That's an, more of like a promotion, California. It's more of like a promotional event, I think. Yeah, with lemons, the lemons are. Yeah, race. they're gonna do it at the lemons event. So yeah. it'll probably be less intense because people aren't gonna go as dressed up, probably. I don't know. Because it's gonna be part of a part of a multi mm-hmm. car, multi multi themed event weekend. Yep. Um so that... You know, and hopefully for them it's huge again. But I just I don't I don't think it's gonna be as big. Um, but if you're in the, if you're in the NorCal area in that weekend in March, which I don't I don't know what weekend it is, so I probably shouldn't be promoting it. But sometime in March, look it up. Yeah, good job. Go to radwood.co and look it up. Yeah, uh, there's all the gear there too. If you want to buy T-shirts, because I know they sold out. Yeah, they did. So I didn't even get one there. I have to order some. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoopticon, March twenty fourth two thousand eighteen. Cool. Let's see. This weekend, Wolf Chase Rallycross. Last Rallycross of oh, the NER season. So quickly off of Radwood. Yep. Because it's going to be totally different than what, we did la- what I did last I'm weekend. I'm not going to. Because it's going to be race. cold, and maybe there's going to be some snow because it's in Vermont. I have to, unfortunately, um, pack my house to move. To sell my house, should I should say. It'll be a blast. Uh, 100% different than last weekend. Um, not unfortunately that I'm selling my house, but unfortunately I can't go to the Rallycross because I'm doing yeah, real life things. Yeah. Well, it. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's just not... Well, I mean, like, not car life. Uh, you're like, doing adult responsibility things. Right, like I'm selling my house, so I have to make it presentable yeah. Yeah. as a sale so I can't go play yeah. with cars. Um, Which means that next weekend I'll probably also not have a Project Car update for anybody. That's fine. Because <laughs> um, I'm a lame, lame-o. i am a lame I need to send out some stickers. Yes, so, I had to send some stickers as well. Um, I don't know if I have time to do that tonight. Well, we can type this out here. Well, it's already 10 o'clock at night, so probably not. Oh, it is. Okay, look (laughs) at that. So something important. Uh, If you like our podcast, please go on Facebook and like our page. Then set it to see updates first for our page. Otherwise, we get beat by Facebook algorithms and nobody will see our posts. Uh, If you want to ask questions, it makes it easier to see those posts. Um, What else? Oh, the contest is over. Technically. We haven't looked at things yet, though. I haven't looked at any entries yet. I have, so I, have, busy. I have unopened ones at my house that came in the mail. Okay. So let's do the judging this week. Okay. Before the record the next... So you have until next Wednesday night? No. <laughs> if, they're, if they're in, they're in. Oh, well, whatever. Again, if, if it comes in, I won't tell Andrew. Because <laughs> so, I do... And let's put it this way. I have so many prizes that everybody who entered gets something. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, and Fair I enough. still have more to go. If more people want to enter, there's more cool Mitsubishi swag and T-shirts to give out. All right. Because Mitsubishi well, Motors of North America yeah. really stepped up the plate and sent me okay. this huge box of stuff that I have to give out. And I could easily give up more. So send in some more. All right. Well, it's not that people weren't interested, it just we got way more prizes than yeah. we expected. <laughs> so uh, the podcast is on, you, if you're already listening to us, you probably know, but some people have asked for Stitcher. Um, it is now on Stitcher. So I added it to Stitcher. Of course, it's still on iTunes, still on Google Music. You can listen to it directly on Engine yep. Or uh, whatever podcast app you use. Yes. But if you do use iTunes, or actually any of these, just go on and give us a review, mm-hmm. uh, and then drop us a line, and I'll send you some stickers. Yes, and a couple of people already did that, and I will have stickers. I will get you stickers. We've just been really busy. Brad and I need to sit down. Yeah, actually, I did, I did a sticker trade with the guys from yep. uh, Drivers of Imperfect Classic Cars. Okay, because that's our ethos. Okay, cool. So I get them some stickers too. Yep, I need to. I did a sticker trade with Yeti Overland, so I need to send Excellent. him some. So, Record. we'll take care of that. So, as always, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Off Topic Podcast, on Instagram. Auto off topic. You can follow my Instagram, Race and Anger. There's tons of Radwood stuff in there right now. And Brad? You could follow me on my Instagram, as the DWA guys call me every time I ask a question (laughs) TSIS350, which is uh, T S I S S 350s. Did you tell them how to say it? I totally forgot about that. And that was my (laughs) immediate regret on the airplane on the way home. I was like, man, I was hanging out with Warren and Art and. Lane and all the dudes and ryan and it's like and i didn't even tell them how to say my name properly but whatever i'll, I'll tell you what i did do because this because uh, i'm such an awkward person i was under the corvette with brian i said oh by the way i'm andrew from Out off topic oh okay man While <laughs> oh, you're working on his car yeah. awesome <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, those guys are super awesome. I mean, the clutch guys are awesome. Those guys are and then, uh, awesome. Oh, Manuel, and the tub guys Manuel are awesome. Well, Yeah, MC3. Three, so awesome he, he was live streaming fast fixing the Corvette on Corvette forums. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah. So, so anyway. Uh, the, 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 the Radwood stories, we could fill like nine podcasts yeah. with them. So we have to stop. So, uh, so that's we're calling this one. Keep your cars in the luck. Calling it Rad.